Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast. There's a lot of expectations of what it's like to be on the sidewalk in front of an abortion center. In this episode, we talk with our intern, Autumn, about what it felt like for her, and we thought her perspective would be a blessing to you. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. We're glad to be able to be with you and just share uh, from our hearts some of the things that the Lord has put on our hearts. And today, we really want to have a podcast that will help some of you folks who are hearing about what we're doing with Cities for Life and what other people are doing at abortion clinics. Although this podcast is not just about sidewalk counseling, it's a lot of what we focus on and the perspective we're coming from. And some of you guys are maybe interested in getting involved. Maybe you have been involved. But there can be some barriers. You know, we hear from a lot of folks that want to be involved on the sidewalk, and there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of, you know, scariness of doing something new and something outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So we thought that we would bring a guest on who has had that experience Mm -hmm. in the past couple of weeks, who is our intern with Cities for Life. She's done a great job. Autumn, Autumn Lowry, who's Mm -hmm. been with us. You've been uh, ministering with us for for a couple of weeks now. How long? This is my fourth week. Fourth week ministering with us. Now, you had been out on the sidewalk before when you were younger with a church group that came out. And uh, so you kind of had an idea of what goes on out there, but you really never experienced it from that perspective until just about four weeks ago. Yes. Mm So we wanted to have Autumn on, guys, so that we could kind of, you know, get some of the, the, the questions that you guys have answered, some of the anxiety that you feel. Maybe we can help calm some of that and encourage you to be out there on the sidewalk, you know, just to take a step of faith, to do the hard ministry of being on the sidewalk. It's, it's misunderstood. Even in Christian circles, people don't understand why you're out there. So that's one of the fears. Mm-hmm. But just in your mind, maybe you misunderstand what sidewalk counseling is and, and what, you know, what it feels like to be out there. So we're going to just talk with Autumn a little bit, and hopefully this conversation will be a conversation with you as well as you're listening yeah, and, uh, and calm some of the fears that you have. Yeah, yeah. So I'll ask you, Autumn, as you came, because you, you reached out to me on email mm-hmm. and asked about interning with us. You're at North Greenville yes. University there, and you needed an internship. That's mm-hmm. part of your, your school in there. And so you reached out to me about coming out, and I said, oh, fresh meat. That's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, we so were so excited. Gonna, she didn't know what she's getting <laughs> into. Yeah. What What were your thoughts? Like kind of, and I know I asked you this when we interviewed right. you for the internship, like what do you think we do? But, but before you came out on the sidewalk, what what were your thoughts of what sidewalk counseling is, what Cities for Life does? What was going through your mind? Well, I think I maybe had a little bit, of a different perspective just because I have been coming out with my church Mm -hmm. since like the sixth grade, but I had never talked on Latrobe Drive until I started working for you guys. We'd Mm -hmm. always come out just to pray. (laughs) So I actually didn't know I was going to be as involved on the sidewalks as I am. Mm -hmm. Um, Just being an intern, I thought I was going to do a lot more maybe behind the scenes stuff. So when you guys told me that I was going to be more on the sidewalk, I went home and told Ashley, I was like, I'm going to cry. Like (laughs) I was like, that's so intimidating. Again, I've never said a word on this street before now like and I didn't know that you guys called out as much as you did I guess because when I had come out with my youth group it was just one person like on a mic talking and so I thought that's 
majority. I didn't know. I thought like maybe the sidewalk counselors just sat there and waited uh-huh. until right. someone came right. out. And I didn't people know. just flocked to them and yeah, begged them. I guess to... that's what I thought. You know, living in America, everyone <laughs> right. just wanted to right. do that. But like, sure. yeah. and well, then, plus you knew we were such wonderful people, and you're exactly. wondering like, why wouldn't people like, be flocking? You see their faces, <laughs> you'd want to cling to that. So. Yeah. And then on Saturdays, I've never been out during the week, and on Saturdays it just there's so much going on. It's yeah. so hectic. It's hard to see everything mm-hmm. that is going on. And then with the pro boards being out there, I feel like that's where a lot of my tension would always go because it's just you don't see that like at yeah, target you know sure. right, so right. i definitely didn't know that i would be talking as much uh-huh. as i have been and that has been very challenging and very scary so yeah. but yeah in fact yeah. terrifying i guess Absolutely from the, <laughs> at the get-go terrifying. Terrifying. we had no clue right <laughs> We're sorry. You did a good yeah. job We're of very sorry. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's great. Listen, yeah. you need that. You yeah. need to be put out. And we, we really did to sort of put her out there we on did. the sidewalk. Yeah. And, hey, well, you want to intern with us? We have a job for you. Yeah. yeah. Here, we'll but, but in our defense, when you were initially talking to us, coronavirus had not yet quite appeared or if it right, had yeah. it hadn't at least crossed over to our country and all of a sudden here we are with the, with you know all these new restrictions we have no idea how we're going to navigate that but we didn't want to lose our intern yeah. <laughs> well even when I came to interview with you guys I didn't even know if I was going to be able to start right away because at that point my school was still like we might still go back right so it was yeah. way before anything major had right. happened so yeah. I really had no idea yeah what it was going to look like yeah so. yeah so the calling out in in your mind was that the scariest preconception that you and had just so we we kind of define our terms because oh, we use good. a little shorthand right. calling out right yeah it's pretty easy for people to figure yeah. out but yeah. basically people are going into the abortion center, get out of their cars. They've got probably 15 seconds before they make it to the front door. We're calling out to them Mm -hmm. to get them to come over and talk to us. So we're Mm -hmm. trying to start a conversation, but we've got to call out across the parking lot. So, Mm -hmm. and that can be an intimidating thing. Yeah. So my first day out there, Vicky told me just to stand there and listen. Mm -hmm. And cause I really, I was like, what do you like, do you say things that are offensive? Do you not offend? Mm-hmm. Do you only preach love? Do you also talk about the reality of what they're doing? And in the back of my mind, I was like, I can't say anything because I'll say the wrong thing. And yeah. so... Well, that's um, kind of what I wanted to get at. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's a fear of saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, and even being out there for four weeks now, even when they're super nice to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to say anything that's going to offend them. But yeah. they're literally about to drive in and murder their child. It's such going back and forth in my mind of yeah. like, this is life and death and they want to choose death. You sometimes have to say offensive yeah. things. Yeah. And so the women on the sidewalk that I've worked with so far have been absolutely amazing. So you're talking about the volunteers? Yes. Cities yes. Volunteers. The vo- yeah. yeah. They have been so great. And... <clears throat> Because even sometimes I'll think in my head, is this okay to say? And then she'll say it right yeah. next to me. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that was a, that's okay to say. <laughs> and they have just been very honest, but it I hear it and it's coming from a place that we love you and we want to help you. Right. What you hear a lot from the counselors on the sidewalk is we just want to help you mm-hmm. and we're here. And then a lot of the women have shared with me that they've experienced this too. And so that's been interesting to hear is that they're being bold about we I've been in your shoes kind of thing and for me if I was walking inside and was abortion minded hearing that someone out there could relate with me that would I would identify mm-hmm. with that and that would make me want to listen and stuff mm-hmm. so so yeah just going back and forth I know you guys weren't going to throw <laughs> your pitchforks at them uh-huh. just because coming out with love life I never saw anything like that mm-hmm. and so I just didn't know like where the line was yeah. mm-hmm. and 
I feel like there's not really a line because mm-hmm. you have to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Like they yeah. are going yeah, it's, in it's, there it's, to it's, kill their It's child. a strange dynamic and mm-hmm. it's something, you know, I've learned over the years. I don't know. You've learned over the, over the years and everybody sort of has their own perspective and their, I guess their own, I don't know, angle they come from as mm-hmm. far as, you know, if you're post-abortive, you're going to come from a different angle and yeah. all that. But the Lord has really blessed us, I think, with a good balance. And we did a podcast about this, mm-hmm. balancing truth and grace. And I think the Lord has helped us. I think mm-hmm. we've learned through some trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah. made, I've made plenty of mistakes in my time of being just, you know, just too forthright. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, we can be not forthright enough. I mean, we right. we we are at a place of life and death, yeah. and we're there in front of an abortion clinic. This is, of course, what what I want folks who may be intimidated a little bit about going out to an abortion clinic and being a sidewalk counselor. Uh, you know, you got to be aware that yeah. you're in a place literally of life and death, and it's not no time to to dance around the issues. Yeah. We've right. got to be forthright. When right. a woman's coming to the abortion clinic and she stops to take our information. We don't talk about the weather or anything like that. We get right to it. Are you here for an abortion? Mm -hmm. Now, from that point, we're not going to just say, well, if you're here for an abortion, you're a wicked person. You know, we don't go there. We want to engage in a conversation, but we're going to be real forthright. And so you've picked up on a lot of that. Yeah. I guess gracious forthrightness. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you would call it that. Well, I think you've identified the tension that I think exists in all of us, Mm -hmm. not just when you're brand new, but throughout. and, And that... That that balance does shift depending on what the person you're talking to yeah. has to say, and and where if if she's hardening her heart, I'm going to tend to shift more towards truth. Yeah, and I know I do that. I'm I'm conscious of that because I'm always feeling there's a baby's life on the line. Yeah, and and to express too much of God's forgiveness and love too early just helps her to justify. Right. That's something I've noticed as well is when there's been a mom that's in and out of her car a lot or in and out of the building a lot, right. the, the progress of what comes out of the sidewalk counselors right. gets deeper. Yes. First, it's like, here's what we can do. We can help you. And then as they notice that they're coming in and out, then it gets I notice that they get down to the root of this is sin. Like, this is something what would can, God have you yeah, do? Yeah, this is something and, you can't take back and stuff. And I think that's been really helpful too. Yeah, yeah. I know one of the the benefits that you've had, and I think you'll say this is a benefit. Mm-hmm. Actually, you've already mentioned it that that some folks that are listening may not have, is that you have veteran sidewalk counselors that are there that are there right beside you, yeah. and you're able to listen to and and they're sort of coaching you along and and encouraging you and and. Maybe not, if, you know, because one of the most intimidating things, you can tell me whether or not I'm wrong, but I think I'm right about this, mm-hmm. is the one-on-one conversations. Yeah. Not just the calling out, but the one-on-one conversations. And so a veteran sidewalk counselor, if someone stops to talk to you, can kind of step in yeah. and talk. That happened today. So, yeah. In fact, in, Twice, um, yeah. it, the, the woman stopped for Autumn, uh-huh. and Autumn started the conversation, and I was instantly over there. We had talked about, Autumn and I, that, okay, Vicki will show up because there will come a point at which she just really doesn't know enough yet in yeah. terms of our resources and yeah. all of that. So I was right there yeah. within a few yeah. seconds. Yeah, and that can be one of the most intimidating things yeah. is the one-on-one conversations and you know how far you can go with the conversation right. and how you answer this question or that question or that concern. And it's one of the reasons why on the Sidewalks for Life website, a lot of folks don't know this, but... In the, I believe it's the Join Our Community tab, if you click that and you scroll down on that page, there's actually a map there 
of sidewalk counselors all across the country, not necessarily sidewalks for life people or cities for life people or even people that we know. They're just people who somehow through social media or whatever have told us they do sidewalk counseling. So those who want to get involved with sidewalk counseling and want to have you know, at least some veteran presence out mm-hmm. there, it is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, go on that map and check it out. But also it's one of the reasons why Vicki and me and hopefully we'll get some other folks to start writing content too, yeah. uh, are trying to disciple people through blog posts. Because mm-hmm. those things, experiences, sharing a story that you, Vicki, have encountered, even right. maybe Autumn has encountered, yeah. sharing that with somebody and how you worked through that situation is encouraging. So that's why we write those articles. Shameless plug-in for, yeah. for that yeah. website because I yeah. think it is important and it is powerful. Well, Autumn, today when um, I, and I took over, I think I'm talking about the same interaction maybe there were two that that this happened with but I I took over and talked with her for quite a while Mm -hmm. and as soon as I finished Autumn asked me what did you say yeah so she wanted to hear so that she could then internalize that and and decide you know what felt like were things that she could use yeah and and didn't know I felt like I've asked a ton of questions because yeah. I'm yeah. I'm out there every day so there's different people out there obviously every day and everyone's been really gracious because sometimes I'll just stand there and I'll be quiet because I'm like I said my four lines and I'm not quite sure what to say mm-hmm. next and then someone who's experienced will jump in and so then I'll be like if they're doing this like how do you respond in this situation or like one time a girl did respond back to me kind of in a she was upset, obviously. Yeah. So I asked Daniel, I was like, when they respond that way, how do I respond back in a right. loving way as well? And right. so the people on the sidewalks have been very patient with me with all my questions that I've been asking. Because I do want to learn so that way I can be quick to yeah. read a situation well enough to be able to res- respond in the appropriate way right. that they have. And yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. we did, I think, the first... I don't know. You can tell me if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. But the first couple of days you were out, I think I put you at the driveway. My giving out second literature. day <laughs> out there. <laughs> second day you said there. you can work the driveway. I said I don't know what that means, but all right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'll say this: I can appreciate your willingness, and you did a great job. Yeah. But I put her at the main driveway, offering literature, and that's where people stop and want to talk. And I said, "What did I tell you? I can't remember what I told you you're exactly." Like, you're just like sometimes you just got to be thrown in there, you know. That's yeah. how you learn. And I was like, okay, because <laughs> you came in when there's coronavirus, so our yeah. teams are small. I have uh, yeah. an injured voice, so yeah. I can't call out. You're, so I'll. Be standing behind Autumn sometimes saying, Say this, say this, yeah. say this. Well, and the day before, I hadn't talked at all because it was my first day and it was so busy and there was someone on the RV, so I like barely saw you. So I was like, I have no idea what to do. And he was like, Just go stand at the driveway. And I was like, You want me to do what? Yeah. <laughs> like, Don't you learn though? In that, I mean, this is this is what people got to understand. This is a very intense spiritual battle. Mm. It is. If you're coming into sidewalk counseling, being, you know, whatever, and maybe even, I'd say definitely pregnancy center ministry, when you're dealing with abortion, you're dealing with a very spiritual matter. Mm-hmm. And this is this has got to be a ministry. We, we got the the business mentality, like we're running a business or something that on the sidewalk is just completely thrown out the window, right? right. We've got to learn to lean on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I helped you to do that. A hundred percent. Have you learned, though? I mean, you're, you're, you're a godly young lady. You love Jesus. Mm-hmm. You want to serve him. But do you think in the past four weeks that you've learned at least a different dynamic, if not a more intense need to lean on the Lord and 100%. to trust him? percent. Okay. It is way harder than I thought it was going to be yeah. because... I mean, obviously I picked Cities for Life because I 
support it. I believe in the cause. And we, I mean, we talk about abortion at my house all the time at the dinner table. We talk yeah. about it because my sister was heavily involved with Love Life. Yeah. And so it's a constant conversation we're always having. I know where I stand. I know the facts. So I thought this will be a natural place for me to just jump right in because I already believe this. I already talk about this. But what I didn't realize is that I was having those conversations with people that agreed with me. Yeah. Right? yeah. And even there are sometimes the people at school where I'll have conversations about the gospel where they may not agree and I've had to defend my faith. I've been to India, like in the slums of India, sharing the gospel. That is hard. Yeah. But coming out here and being on the sidewalk, it is something that I've never experienced before. I feel like I am going to like war every day. Yes. My chest just feels yeah. super heavy yeah. every day. And my first week I left and I cried yeah. every day on my way home right. because it's I don't even know if I can adequately put into mm -hmm. words how it feels once you're actually out there. Because right. you can say it all day long, you agree. But then once you're put in that position and now you're trying to, in a way, sort of convince those women that this is not the way. While being, well, there's a fence and there's trees and the security guards are laughing at you. Yeah. And I haven't had to deal with any pro boards yet, praise Jesus. Yeah. Right. But oh, it's, oh, yeah. don't say yeah. that. <laughs> that has been a blessing yes. of the coronavirus, yes. actually, that they're not out yeah. there. But you are describing yes. beautifully like, spiritual warfare, yeah. right? You yes. have experienced that yeah. more than any place else you've ever yeah. been. Yeah. Even being in India, right. like, I didn't feel it as heavy as I did than being on a place right. like this because right. I mean we live in America where it's okay to do this right. yeah. so people are now being they're being taught from a young age that as a woman it's your right to do that so unlearning that and then trying to tell them and make them see that you're not coming out of place I'm not yelling right. at you like I genuinely just want you to love Jesus and want to choose life and it's like yeah, there's so many things going through your mind and then feeling that way as well I've been in my Bible so much and reaching yeah. out to my disciples so yeah. much and have all these people praying for me because I'm like, I would literally die if Jesus wasn't yeah. like walking through this with me because it's so yeah. heavy. Yeah. It I mean, really that's, is. that's one of the things that I see with folks who, you know, I've been exposed to this type of ministry for about 15 years now, since 2005. And I've seen some folks almost literally go bonkers yeah. in their mind that are involved at abortion clinics and just go off the rails mm -hmm. and it's one of the reasons why i'll stress and it's a requirement if you're going to volunteer with us right. you've got to be a part of a local church yeah, yeah. you need that accountability mm -hmm. you need that encouragement you need to be able to you know you need to have mentors and yeah. and, and people you can bounce things off of and <laughs> unload on yeah because it's such an intense battle it's it's such a it's it's so not normal for yeah. us to be in this sort of battle, yeah. especially in American Christianity, where a yeah. lot of the preaching and teaching is, you know, how do you feel yeah. and about, you know, five ways to get your best life and all mm -hmm. these other things. We're not yeah. taught. Yeah. Sacrifice, yeah. lay your life down, speak on behalf of those that can't speak for themselves yeah. at the risk of getting threatened or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it is pretty intense yeah. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. And that's just talking about abortion, which is, which is, of course, the major focus of our ministry. But what leads to abortion has to be addressed or they'll just be back. And yeah. so that's a whole new layer that you probably haven't even really quite yeah. explored yet. Yeah. But, you know, talking about God's message about sexual purity because if it wasn't for sexual sin, 99% of the abortions would not be yeah. happening. Yeah. So, you know, then there's all, there is that gets added into the, yeah. the, the discomfort of sharing with complete strangers. Yes. <laughs> you are involved in sexual sin, which uh -huh. has led to this terrible place. Yeah. 
So, so the best is yet to come, in other words. Awesome. <laughs> well, do you remember, so I, I, I'm pretty sure I said this to you when you came and interviewed for the internship. I say this to probably, I think, all of our volunteers. I, I basically, I make two promises. Mm-hmm. If you are coming, if you, and I make a promise to anybody listening to this podcast, if you commit to come onto the sidewalk on a consistent basis, two things are going to happen. God will use you to save babies. Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen. I'm just telling you, even if you don't find out about it, I promise you, if you stand in front of an abortion clinic and you reach out, even if you don't see the fruit of it visually, when you stand before God, I promise you, he's going to use you to save babies because your voice is, if you're a believer, your voice is effective. God is going to use you to save babies. And second promise is you're going to grow spiritually in ways you otherwise would not grow. Mm -hmm. Have you found those two things to be true? Uh, the, f- the first one, I don't feel super confident yet, okay. but I believe that you're right. Because something that you told me when we were on the phone talking one day after this was that, like, Jesus, I'm not responsible for the um, successes or the women or the that don't. Because I right. didn't know if that yeah. woman had chosen life right. and I was feeling really bad because I thought right. I should have said more. Right. And so then I was thinking about what you said is even if I don't see a single result, if I never know, if no one ever comes and tells me that because what I said, Jesus gets all the glory for it, and then he tells me later in heaven, then that'll be yeah. so worth it. Yeah. And that's been something that's been hard to kind of wrap my mind around too and be okay with is when I do interact with somebody, if I don't say enough mm-hmm. or if I said something that I shouldn't have said, mm-hmm. then in my head I'm like beating myself up. And I'm, mm-hmm. But then you told me those encouraging words. They decided to go in there. And mm-hmm. I did my part by being obedient to what Jesus has called me to right. do. Yeah. And that's one yeah. of those that, that that's a, another aspect of spiritual warfare. Yeah. yeah. So that it, you know, and, and this is another thing that we encourage the volunteers with is that the devil's going to eat your lunch or at least try mm-hmm. to when you, cause you've been out there on the sidewalk, you've poured your heart out and then, you know, you've poured your heart out maybe even one-on-one to a woman who's pulled over on the side of the yeah. road and she's gone into that abortion clinic. And the devil later on that day when you leave or whatever is going to be, oh, you should have said this. Oh, you should have said that. Oh, you didn't do this. You didn't do that just right. No one can say everything that needs to be said. We just have to make ourselves available to be vessels of the Lord, Mm -hmm. to speak the truth to them. You can say, even if you knew everything exactly to say perfectly, (laughs) you could say everything exactly perfectly, and still she might go in there and have an abortion. I mean, we've had women. And I think we've shared this on the podcast before. One young lady who went on the mobile ultrasound unit, and it's about 90, 95% of the women that go on that mobile unit will choose life for their babies. But this young lady, this is a couple of years ago, the mom of twins, 18-week-old twins, went on the mobile unit, parked right in front of the abortion clinic. She went on there. She saw her babies perfectly. 18 weeks old, you can tell whether or not they're little boys, little girls. Every need she had was answered with some corresponding resource. Mm-hmm. You know, housing need, oh, here it is. Free uh, prenatal care, oh, here mm-hmm. it is. All of that stuff was answered. Mm-hmm. And yet she walked right off that mobile unit, right into that abortion clinic and killed those two right. 18-week-old babies. Right. Yeah. And for the nurse, for the counselor, devastating. Yeah. And the devil speaking his lies, mm-hmm. oh, you should have did this, you should have did that. Mm-hmm. And you know, you've, you've got to... Come to the point, and this is where your growth in the Lord and just learning to lean on the Lord is, where you come to the point and say, devil, I am not receiving your your lies. I did what God called me to do. Mm -hmm. I was a voice for those babies. Maybe I didn't say everything exactly right, Mm -hmm. but 
I said what God had put on my heart to say, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was up to them, you know, yeah. and that's that's the reality. Yeah. It's up to that right. that mom and you to gave, do the right thing. You gave all you had at that moment yeah. And, yeah. and accepted that. Yeah. So so we've heard a lot of struggles, and at this point there may be listeners thinking, well, why is <laughs> oh, anyone man. out on Because <laughs> I'm sure not going there. <laughs> are, there like are, are there any, like, rewards? <laughs> oh, I think this has been one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had. Talk about that, please. Like, because listeners are please. running 100%, for the- <laughs> I think every Christian, you know how they always say like every person should work in some sort of food service so they know how to treat mm-hmm. service right. workers. Yeah. I think every single Christian in the world should come out and spend at least a week out here. Yeah, we agree. So that way, because you have so many people that are like, oh yeah, I'm pro-life, of, of course, until mm-hmm. it comes down to it. And mm-hmm. I think being out there on the sidewalk, it's definitely going to show your true colors of whether or not you really do stand mm-hmm. for this or not. And I mean, even though like I already came in like being pro-life, this is just opened. I feel like the veil has been ripped from my eyes again. Yeah. There are people that do want to help. And there are so many resources that I didn't even know about that you guys can provide for women. And there are right. people on the sidewalks that genuinely love all these women that are going in there. And even with the music playing that you guys have out there, I feel like it, I just spend so much time in prayer. And I feel like that's where I struggle the most. My own personal life is in prayer, like yeah. sitting down and doing it. Mm-hmm. But being out there when there's when it's just quiet because mm-hmm. they've all gone inside and there's no more people sitting in their car. I've poured out to God being right. like, please God. And so I feel like that has helped me grow so much too, just yeah. being so dependent on him because I mean, I can't go in there. I can't cross the line. I've already gotten yelled yeah. at once. Yeah. So like <laughs> yeah. God. Stepping over yeah. the, onto the property. Right. Yeah. yeah. I have to trust God a hundred percent that whatever happens in there, like he's sovereign mm-hmm. and he's in control. And, and then being so encouraged by the women on the sidewalks and you guys having Christian community yeah. It's so important as well. Yeah, some of the deepest relationships like that, that I have in my yeah. life have been forged out there on the sidewalks yeah. right. because, you know, the deepest relationships are oftentimes forged in battle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and yeah. It's, a, it's a real battle. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about something, Ottoman. Uh, you know, I'm going to just throw the question out there. Okay. okay. I'm not trying to be accusatory, certainly not towards you, but okay. towards the women that we minister to primarily is what I'm talking about. Because yeah. there's this mentality. And you may have come in with this mentality. And mm-hmm. I tried to tear it down as quick as I could so that you didn't get discouraged yeah. uh, when you came and, and, and interviewed for the internship. But there's a mentality that a lot of Christians have that women that come to an abortion clinic are just victims. Mm-hmm. And they're just poor, innocent little victims. And we just need to be there just to, just to love them. And, and that's not untrue, and I'm no right, way right. implying that there aren't women that come there that are victims. Ultimately, we did a whole podcast about this, right. about how women are not victims, but they are. Yeah. Did you come with that mentality that these are just poor women that are victims of circumstances, and I'm going to save the world by coming out there? No. Okay. Again, just because we have this, this constant conversation in my okay. household, I feel like that's kind of helped. But something that I've noticed, I feel like – a lot of it is just to take away human responsibility. Okay. Because I've seen like so many people just come in and like they're laughing as they walk in or joking as they come out or just not having a care in the world about what's going on, bringing their McDonald's into the parking lot. Like it's almost like you're just waiting to get your nails done. It's yeah. so nonchalant. Yeah. And so, I mean, I genuinely, there was a woman last week that I genuinely believed that she was in a horrible situation. Something horrible had happened to her. And she, she felt like this was her only option. Yeah. But what I've seen a lot is that this is just a way to take away the human responsibility of mm-hmm. my personal actions. Mm-hmm. Like I want to have the fun 
without the consequences. Yeah. And this will get rid of the consequences. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason yeah. why I asked that question is because a lot of people from the outside looking in, and, you know, I had this mentality, you know, the women that come to an abortion clinic, I mean, for them, it's got to be an extreme thing. It must be some big time issue going on in their lives. But when you're out there on the sidewalk, you quickly find these are not poor little innocent victims just waiting for your help. Yeah. They're venomous. They hate your guts. They want, they want to rip your head off and they're going to kill their baby and they don't give a rip what you say. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. care what God says. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the majority. Yeah. And it's not that God doesn't want to reach those people. He does, and we've seen him do it so many times. I mean, I think of a woman who came to the abortion clinic five different times. Mm -hmm. And I think the third or fourth time she came, I was actually calling out to her, and I was saying, hey, we're here to offer help. You don't want to go in there and take the life of your baby. And she said, if I could spit this baby out of my mouth right now on the sidewalk, I would. I was like, oh, Mm. God, how wicked. Yeah. But. The, she couldn't have an abortion that day for whatever reason. She came back that fifth time, fourth or fifth time or whatever, and the mobile unit was out there, and she said, you know what, I'm just going to go in there and see what see what they have to say. And she ended up choosing life for her baby. So God can save all kinds of people. Right. right? He does. <laughs> yep. But some folks, again, might come with this mentality, these are just poor victims. And if you come with that mentality on the sidewalk, you're going to quickly either – you're going to get burned and leave and not come back yeah. or your, your attitude is going to change. Yeah, you're going to get very, very bitter. Yeah, yeah you'll yeah. get bitter or, you know, you allow the Lord to give you his perspective. You know, mm-hmm. God's perspective is, you know, all of humanity is lost, dead in our trespasses and sins, separated from him. We're all rebels against him. And he comes to us forthrightly, confronts us in our sin, but he does it out of love. And so I think the Lord teaches us to do that, to be forthright, to confront sin, but to do it with compassion, because you can come and confront sin and do it without compassion, almost like, you know, with some folks' mentality is, you know, I'm better than them, and yeah. therefore I can set them straight, and that's a bad mentality to have. Yeah. Uh, but you can also come with an attitude of, these are just poor, innocent victims, and that's that's not going to work for you either. So some kind of balance yeah. there that the Lord teaches you. That's why clinging to the Lord, getting in His Word, mm-hmm. getting His heart— is is muy importante. Yes. That's Spanish for very important, <laughs> by the way. Got it. <laughs> so were there were there things that now you've been out there for a month mm-hmm. that were misconceptions from the beginning that now you really have come to have a deeper understanding of what really happens out there? I don't know. I I think I again I just thought that it was going to be a lot easier mm-hmm. than what it is. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just didn't realize how much the volunteers do. I don't know, because I never thought... When other people say... Because when I tell people that I work for you guys now, they're always, will you just stand out there and yell at women or do you actually help women? And yeah. I'm, I don't <laughs> know. I person- I haven't met anybody that stands out there and like yells at women. So when people have that that misconception misconception. yeah i'm I'm always really confused by that and i know that like you read about the westboro baptist church that protest stuff and and, but like i follow jeff durbin a lot and watch a lot of his stuff and he's always so peaceful when he talks to people and Mm -hmm. then seeing you guys out there i never have had that mentality that you guys are out there to do that so and then being out there just kind of confirmed that yeah that's what you guys were there to do yeah again i just thought and then being an intern, I thought I wouldn't be as involved, which is totally fine. It's helped me grow so much. And so, and if that's what you guys need me to do, I'm willing to do that. It's just, I don't know. There's just so much more help, I guess, that you guys are providing than I thought, I guess. I yeah. Know. 
Yeah. I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, no, that that's good. That yeah. that's I'm, I I I wonder where that misperception comes from yeah. because we well, hear it, it comes all from the a, time. It comes from from media sources who are not yeah. favorable toward us. You okay, know. I've seen that too because yeah. the article that they just put out about you that we were reading when yeah. I told him he needed to fact check his stuff, seeing on a smaller scale what the media can do, and then if I wasn't pro-life and thought it was okay reading that i would just confirm right my right. thoughts and so like yeah. coming out here and seeing what you guys are well, actually there's doing. a mentality that yeah. the, and it's the media that puts this mentality and then christians we just you know people read stuff and they just sort of take mm-hmm. the bait but yeah. you know we're protesters yeah you know we're oh, just yeah. out there to protest right, which right. we're going to do a podcast about exactly that. <laughs> um, exactly we're just out there to protest yeah. and it's like no, we're not. I'm, I'm yeah. not protesting anything. I'm out here offering help to women that are going into the abortion clinic mm-hmm. and sharing the gospel with them. Mm-hmm. You can put whatever label you want on it. Mm-hmm. We're not protesting. We're not walking back and forth with picket yeah. signs and mm-hmm. saying, no more abortion. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. We're not trying to appeal to the government. We're trying to appeal to women going into the abortion clinic not to kill their babies and yeah. offering them help. And, you know, that again, a lot of folks don't either don't want to see that yeah. or just haven't bothered to, to dig into it. Because yeah. we get those those on Facebook all the time. We get questions. Will you guys actually help the women after they choose life? And I'm like, have you looked at our Facebook page yeah. at all? Have you looked <laughs> yeah. at our website? Yeah. The, the myriad of ministries that we partner with and the stories that we share on a regular basis mm-hmm. of how we've went from the abortion clinic to stories where they we've seen people get married and help them get housing and help yeah. them get vehicles is like all these things yeah so yeah, yeah. thankfully you came in yeah. sort of understanding all of that right. stuff yeah yeah well something else that i've learned while being out here and you asked me this in my interview was even if we didn't provide all of this stuff would it still be okay for us to be out good there? that was the next thing i was going to ask have you changed or do you what, what are your well, thoughts about that yeah so like my first thought was i mean absolutely people shouldn't murder their kids yeah but even now being out here i like firmly believe that even if i gave you nothing yeah you're still voluntarily walking in there to take the life of your child if you were taking a one-year-old in there yeah there would be way more people out here but because it's inside the womb people want to justify it and make it different but it's still the same it's still a child it's just a little younger and so even if I had nothing to give you. I still have the right to tell you that you can't yeah. take the life. Yeah, of your child. not just right. the right, but the responsibility. Yeah, to yes, look at it, right. you know, yeah. From a biblical, biblical mandate. Yes, to, yeah. to speak yeah. for those yeah. who can't speak for themselves. Yeah, so I exactly. really stand yeah. behind that now. Yeah. 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 Well, so I mean, we're 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 thirty plus minutes into this thing, so I think we're about ready to wrap this up. If, as long as you're you're yeah. good with yeah, Autumn, you've questioning been, Autumn. Yeah, and, <laughs> no, you've been great. We oh, have you so have been yeah. really a blessing, and and just from a practical standpoint, just all that you do mm-hmm. oh, be, behind the scenes, which we really didn't talk about at all. Yeah. But though you you're doing all of those things too, setting up the equipment and all that, that has been such a blessing good. to to us. But then for you to do what you did, coming in every day for now four weeks yeah. and you've been on a crash course of how to be a sidewalk counselor mm-hmm. and yeah. you are really good oh. yes, and you have job. grown so much it's made me think that maybe this should be our regular volunteer or protocol yeah. you know yeah. throw them in for a whole month amen <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know every it might, day it might run a lot of them <laughs> yeah. away i've seen that happen too yeah but we are so appreciative you've been fantastic yeah i'm yeah. happy to be here like, yeah, yeah. well i'll say though you remember I, I said i made those two promises to everyone god <laughs> yeah. will use you to say babies you're going to grow so you've yes, already shared you've definitely. grown and i've seen listen i've seen women that you've handed out literature to 
leave out of that abortion clinic. Right. God has used you right. to save babies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like our Body of Christ podcast that we do, how right. the Body of Christ works together. Somebody hands out literature, somebody else calls out, yeah. somebody else ministers to them on the mobile ultrasound unit. All of this is the body of Christ working together, ultimately to glorify Jesus, but right. God uses that to, yeah. to save babies. God has used that whole body. Out yeah, there absolutely. Too. So as yeah. we wrap this thing up, is there anything, Autumn, that you would say to someone who has fear and anxiety about going out to an abortion clinic? And is there anything you would say to them to encourage them to, to step out in faith and do that? Or maybe you just warn them, don't do it. I don't <laughs> no. <know. laughs> no. Um, I hate confrontation more than anything I don't like being mean to people I don't like them being mean to me Mm. and so for me to step out and do this has been crazy and so I think if I can do it then anybody can and not just that we can I think everyone should Mm. and so if we're gonna claim to know the Lord and to pick up our crosses and to die to ourselves and to follow him and to live like how he lives I think, like you guys said, we have a biblical responsibility. We're spiritually held accountable to be out there. And so if you want to step out in faith and be obedient to that, I think this is one of the perfect places to yeah. start. Yeah. Amen. And so I would encourage anybody to yeah. come out here and to f- to definitely just sit and listen first yeah. and to just to see what it's about. But then I have to really tell myself, I'm like, okay, you just had to do it. Because yeah. that first time, like, call out, you get a little anxious and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, but you just got to swallow your pride and and do it and then when i leave here i'm like i'm really glad that i didn't let the fear take over my mind and control my words so absolutely good encouragement yeah Yeah, very much and so i do want to encourage those who are listening you know we do have the sidewalks for life website sidewalks and number four life.com with articles that we put out we have videos out there training videos we're going to continue to produce content and put things out there as we're able Also, you know, maybe you're listening and you're from California or you're listening from wherever. Maybe you're from the Charlotte area. We'd be more than willing to to have you out there on the sidewalk. Maybe you want to fly in from California or drive in because you don't Mm -hmm. want to be on the airplane right now because (laughs) of the coronavirus or whatever. And you want to stay in town for a couple of days and come out and shadow our teams. We've had people do that. We've Mm -hmm. had people from as far away as Ohio and other states that are seeing what we're doing online mm-hmm. on social media and they see what God's doing through this ministry and they come and they shadow us. If you want to do that, reach out to me, dparks at citiesforlife.com. We'll, we'll set that up and make it happen. You know, we'd love to, you know, I don't think that we have it all figured out, but I think by God's grace, we've, we've worked through a lot of it. So we'd love to have you come in, in yeah. town. And we actually have toyed with the idea of doing some kind of conference here in Charlotte and doing some training, sort of a, a real small mini conference. We've kicked that idea around. The coronavirus has kicked thrown a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I would say in the future, we will definitely do something yeah. like that. We'll be watching on social media in the coming months for us to put something out, for us uh, putting that together. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions for me, dparks at citiesforlife.com. Any questions for Vicki, vcassiorg at citiesforlife.com. We'd love to answer your questions. We appreciate if you would share this podcast with other people. We appreciate you listening. Until next time, God bless. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met